another edition of the Sunday Card. I am not the guy who normally does the intros to the show, Matt Silberth, and I'm here with our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone. Uh, Danny Boy DJZ could not be with us this week. He had some important matters to take care of with his family. Family always comes first, uh, so we wish them all the best, and he'll be back with us next week. But we are through Thanksgiving. We are through what is hopefully going to be the worst uh, in the last very bad losing week of for this show and our picks. Uh, I'll tell you what, Lou, thank God the food was good and there was plenty of uh, libations because the gambling picks on Thanksgiving didn't go too well. Yeah, uh, I stuffed my face. Uh, I don't remember most of the games due to the libations, as you call them. I had fun. It was a grand old time. My bet the narrative hit, so I really can't be too mad. Uh, I was looking at your guys' record for this week. So I got a couple notes for Danny's picks. I know you got notes for your picks. Not great. Not great. We got to get right. Christmas is coming. We need a couple Christmas presents. Daddy needs new slippers. Let, let's get back to it, all right? Bet the narrative is on its first win streak of the season. Two in a row. <laughs> Two in a row for the oh, Bet the narrative. You don't got to do getting, me like that. You don't hey, do we're get, I'm just saying we're getting hot at the right time. You just said we're, we're getting ready for Christmas season. So um, we'll get to the week in review. I do have a couple things I want to talk about that happened in the league that I thought were interesting. Obviously, we had the... Panthers, we had another coach firing. Panthers clearing house. Frank Reich out also along with him. Josh McCown, Deuce Staley, quarterback and running back coach. Two handpicked guys by him. They're out of there. Uh, special teams coach Chris Tabor taking over as the interim head coach. And OC Thomas Brown taking back over offensive play calling. Uh, I don't have any thoughts. I mean, that, that, felt, that felt a long time coming. Wasting the talents of your first round pick with a poor offense. Uh, all I know is they're on now. This is their third coach fired in four years with Bryce Young at the helm. we The problem is, is and I say this for the Jets all the time, we keep picking a new quarterback every couple of years and they don't get enough time. Then there's a coaching change. It's like, we need consistency, folks. We need a little consistency. David Tepper certainly has no patience up there. The big man in the front office has no problem getting you out of there if he doesn't like it. Yeah, I mean, they had the interim come in last year when they fired Matt Rule. So yeah, basically between interim coaches and head coaches, it's just a... a, a revolving door there in Carolina. Another one, Lewis, Aaron Rodgers activated his 21 day practice window. Will he try and prove his point as he is a medical science wizard and come back this season just to prove a point? Yeah, well, the man does his own research. Let, let's get that down and across the board. That's uh, I listen. I don't want him to come back at this point. I think the season is wave the white flag. I think it's done. Um, obviously I am, a Jets fan, and I am the most realistic Jets fan that most people know. Uh, just just pack it up, throw out Tim Boyle, throw out. Um, the only thing that I hope is that uh, Bobby Salah doesn't lose his job, even though it's it's not looking great. And again, we saw Nathaniel Hackett last year, wasn't great in Denver. He's really not doing a great job here in New York. I know they don't have Rodgers. They brought him in because they were going to get Rodgers. But at the same time, he still has to earn his keep. And it's really just... That Black Friday game was just that pick six really just ripped my heart out. And I, I didn't even buy anything on Black Friday, so it didn't make it any better. I, there there was no buying anything to to lift my spirits. It was just, OK, here we go again. Nathaniel can't hack it again. Uh, I had to come up with the puns of dance here, not here. So, um, I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't come back if I'm Rogers behind that offensive line. And then just a couple other injury uh, significant injury updates. Justin Jefferson elevated off the IR. He might be coming back in a couple of weeks. Jonathan Taylor going uh, not on long-term IR. I think we're getting thumb surgery, so he's going to be out for the next couple of weeks. But that's really all I got 
for some other things that happen around the league. We could get into the weekend review. I've been avoiding it clearly as I didn't want to get to it. Let's just rattle. Thanksgiving was, you know, more than a week ago at this point. I don't want to spend too much time with this anyway. Me and Dan both lose on Detroit. I uh, didn't get to the in-laws house until a couple minutes into that game. And it was already not, of course they didn't have, they canceled their cable. They had, nobody's got a sports streaming <laughs> subscription. Uh, and the uh, uncle's fiddling with the remote. I go, give it over here. I'm going to log with my, I'm going to log with my Sunday ticket account, please. We need to get the game on TV. So log picked it up. And I think they were already down like 20 to seven. Uh, that one was no good. Both didn't hit the underdog on Dallas or on Washington going against Dallas. That was an absolute slaughter. An absolute slaughter. Uh, I, lo- I lose on the under in San Fran and Seattle, 43. Uh, they scored a lot. Dan did hit San Fran minus seven. I didn't up tailing him that night. Not that it matters for this show. And then, as you mentioned, the Black Friday disaster in metal MetLife. Uh, the under doesn't hit for Danny, which is his under the weather on the whole week and his special pick on the show. So that's really two losses for him in two different columns. And then I didn't have Jets plus 10, old Timmy Boyle. Couldn't quite do it. You already talked about the Jets game. Any other reaction to any other of those uh, games on Thanksgiving? No, that was foolish on your part. The only other reaction I have is that my cousin is a huge uh, commies fan, uh, and he sat here in utter disgust as he watched um, who's the young cornerback, Darren Brand, Bland, whatever his name is. Oh, Deron Bland. Deron Bland, who's got more career touchdowns than Kyle Pitts now. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. Uh, Dak Prescott, are we going to finally give him the respect that he deserves? Are we throwing him in the MVP conversation? Because I've been hearing a lot of stuff. It seems like Jalen Hurts is running away with it, even though we should probably go to Travis Kelsey because that man just pushes the whole line ahead, and that's how Jalen Hurts is good. Uh, Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb got to be a top three combo. They got to be up there. They're fantastic together. Dak is playing the best football of his career, I think, right now. He is is absolutely turned it on. Their defense has it going. Dallas is – catching fire maybe is it too early is it too early on eh. do you have the do you have the eagles coming up in a couple of weeks and it couldn't be any better time and it really feels like that was their game where they you know they started getting it going right before that they felt like they should have had that and then typically what you would think with the cowboys in history after you lose that eagles game maybe they falter and crumble they're just keep going on and kicking the crap out of these bad teams or waiting to gear up for eagles week again so are they getting to the mountaintop only to be disappointed come playoff time again they look fantastic but is it is it that black cat running around that arena? Is it uh are we gonna get there? Playoffs are a different animal, Lewis. Yes, <laughs> you know it. Yes, they are. Uh the Sunday picks. This, I mean, this is I, I was over four on Thanksgiving Day. You want me to go through Dan's first? I went one and three. Dance. Let's go through Dan's. We can start here. Start with start with his uh his winner. Start with his two winners. We'll start with his two winners. So Dan took the Rams <laughs> minus one. They destroy Arizona. Uh, Kyron Williams is back. They look like a different team. Stafford throws for four touchdowns. Uh, the Rams are now five and six, if I'm not mistaken. Are they eyeing a playoff berth? Possibly. I'm not entirely sure. But, uh, yeah, they look good, even though, obviously, they're beating up on Arizona. Team's not great. They need a wide receiver. Maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft coming up. But either way, Dan gets the win with that one. Uh, and then... Pittsburgh Steelers minus one against the Cincinnati Bengals without Joe Burrow. They the first up, the Bengals don't look good. They their offense is going to be awful for the rest of the year, probably just not having Joe. He gets them going. As great as their wide receivers are, even though T. Higgins has been banged up all year long, my fantasy team knows way too well. Uh, they just they're not going to do anything without Joe. Uh, but the Steelers, first 400 yard game since week two of 2020 
Okay. And what's their record right now? <laughs> they have a winning record. They haven't had over 400 yards in like three and a half years. Insane. Uh, and they outgained their opponent for the first time this year. Crazy. Yeah. I, and the Steelers, I, I don't know. They just keep doing it. They really keep doing it. Obviously, like I said, Matt Canada out. Uh, I was going to be on Cincinnati in that game. And then they fired Matt Canada. And Dan ends up taking Pittsburgh in that one. Uh, but they looked good. They had over 400. Pat Fryermuth was a, was just the absolute weapon. Kenny Pickett hasn't thrown over the middle all year. Then he hits Fryermuth for nine catches for like 120 yards. Uh, absolutely lit him up. Uh, I, I rest of Dan. We can get to Dan's losers now. Uh, I, he loses with New Orleans against Atlanta. Uh, I try and tell him not to bet on Derek Carr. He is mm. one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL disguise. Uh, we both lose on Tampa Bay uh, at Indianapolis. Baker gets hurt early in the early in the first half in that game, and they also just were were dead. They they looked horrible uh, in that one, really. So it didn't have much of a chance. And then another one that Dan really got screwed on Cleveland against Denver. Uh, Cleveland just had everybody get injured in that game. Everybody went down. DTR goes out. It goes back to PJ Walker. They had injuries all over the O-line and D-line. So he could have had a chance in that one, but Denver rolls on for five in a row. I was just going to say, do you want to dabble a little in the, on the Broncos five and oh, or five. They they have got me bought in very much. So, but, now, again, we're the talk of the town now, and it's never good when you're the talk of the town. You always want to be hiding away. It'd be better to just pluck away a w- couple of win streaks here and there, two, three games, string them together. But uh, there's certainly talk of the town with a big game coming up this week. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But, again, there's, a, there's seven spots open in both conferences right now coming, coming into this playoff run. <laughs> uh, quickly through my brutal week, uh, as Dan already lost the under-the-weather uh, didn't mention that Houston lets me down. Danny Amendola, half of a yard short from getting me into overtime, maybe with Houston pushing that one in overtime, but falls up short there. Kansas City runs over Vegas in a big bounce back spot. I just, you know, they needed to score points in the second half. I think they got 21 points, 17 points in the second half. Uh, already said a loss on Tampa Bay, and I lost the head to head with Dan on that Rams winner for him. The only person who was able to come through for me. On Sunday, to keep me away from an 0-5 week is old Tommy DeVito, baby. We're throwing up the – what is there? Is there a name for this uh, Italian sign language, Lou? It's a feeling. It's a, it's a feeling. I don't, I'm sure there's a name. I'm sure some Italian person that knows everything, like most Italians, they, they know what this is called. But it, it's just it just comes to you. You feel it. You know, uh, I heard he. I heard a nickname. He was called Tommy Cutlets this week. I don't know how I feel about I, that, I, but I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. I I believe I heard. I think that came from Saquon said that, and he was mic'd up this past week. Uh, and, and Saquon called got him before the game with the the Tommy Cutlets. So I, I think Saquon gave it to him it was pretty good. Actually, another very funny part. I don't know if you caught this in the in the mic'd up Saquon. Uh, except as they beat the Patriots this past week, <clears throat> Dan did say if they lost. <laughs> The Tommy Cutlets this week. He was like, this team is in the dumpster. He might he, he might be burning all his Patriots jerseys for right now. Who, who knows? But uh, Jabril Peppers on the Patriots came up to Saquon because they used to play together in the Giants. Oh, yeah. Kind of dapped him up after the game and said, you guys are lucky. We uh, we are ass. <laughs> so uh, even, the, even the Patriots players know that they're not very good at this moment. Not good, man. Not good. I, I feel for Dan. I really do. I've been there a billion times almost my entire life just watching a dumpster fire team 
what did he say at the beginning of the year? 10 wins? He said 10 wins? Tied with the Jets for 10 wins? Yeah. They might get three wins, and the only other win is going to be beating my Jets, and then he's going to make fun of me, and we're still going to have a better record somehow. So, Hey, as long as it's not Zach Wilson, I think you guys got a fighting chance in that game. Uh, um, don't. Just don't. 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 But, don't. <laughs> Magic Moneyline Parlay continues to oh, be in the dumps. I, I, you know what? And it's the one like, I've been betting Monday nights for all these past weeks, and I'm waiting on that. And Monday night's always the loser. And now I'm sitting there with no chance of it hitting, and I'm watching the Bears. He got the ugliest Monday night game that there has been uh, this year. Uh, so the money, it's just, I'm, it's a slog. Don't, I didn't even get to it. Favorites last week dominated. And I, I picked five dogs last week. Favorites dominated with 12 and four. So no wonder. I only got one of the four. Um, not great. Not great for me. Uh, under the weather is now seven units down on the year. We need to really hit some. But again, we mentioned top of the show, Lewis, two-game win streak, Baltimore minus three and a half. That Actually, we gave this one to you. I forgot. We did pick yeah. this one for you. Oh, no, no. No. I, I, uh, I no, I'm getting a half. I'm getting a half a point. Yeah, my record. You get half. You get a little extra credit. We, a group project. Group project. No, that's uh, um, against the Chargers. Not too hard. The the only thing that didn't come through is Staley was. I thought for sure Staley's getting fired after that game, and that would have been that was our that was our, our whole synopsis on the narrative. But uh, you know, the the pick matters more than the result yeah. afterwards. We gotta. We just gotta win. We gotta win something. Jeez, Louise. So all right, let's get into the picks, huh? Yeah, so I'm just going to give out records really quick. That updates me and Dan. Dan is 27-34-3, and 46% on the year. I dip, uh, dip down 39. Oh, this can't be correct. Oh, well, I guess four losses on Thanksgiving is going to drive me nuts. That just absolutely tanked my whole freaking year just because I got to talk to Dan about this. I don't think we count Thanksgiving as official records. We're going to have to go back do. and review I the tape. Do. Mm, I don't think so because now I'm now 29-31-4, under 50%. Uh, Dan five four ties, huh? Four but, I mean, yeah, four pushes this year. I'm Mr. Push this year, but you know, <laughs> take the, take those four losses away in Thanksgiving 29 27. Uh, anyway, let's get to the picks this week. Uh, so Lou has all of Dan's picks. Um, so I will, I'll pick first here. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hit sit here and pump. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the first one here and we got to get right into it. As I said. I alluded to this when we were talking about games earlier and uh, I was telling Lou I was wavering back and forth between two picks for this five spot, but I knew I had the right thing to do. And I just had to put fandom aside. Got to oh. put fandom aside. Houston minus three and a half at home against Denver. The streak's been riding hot for the Broncos. All right. And I, I, I'm rooting for them, but at the end of the day, we all know that we make the playoffs. Nothing's really happening. Denver has been very, very lucky on this five-game win streak. As we said, they 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 beat the Browns last week with everybody getting injured. Uh, the Bills in their worst spots ever that they couldn't get through. Vikings coming off a five-game win streak themselves that they had to get over. Uh, and I think it's just time to fade them. Over the course of their five-game win, Stucky from the Action Network highlighted this earlier today, and it made my jaw drop. Over their five-game win streak, they have had – 16 takeaways and only er, and only two turnovers. They have a plus 14 turnover margin through five games. They have been extremely fortunate to do so. Uh, their opponents also during that five-game win streak, their opponents were only seven of 16 scoring touchdowns on their red zone trips, well above uh, well below league average. 
Going back to the turnovers, uh, 44 of the Broncos, 117 points from those five games came directly off of turnovers. That's nearly 40% of their offensive production, and they're still averaging, I believe, only 20 points or under 20 points a game over those last five. Uh, like I said, they've recovered 12 fumbles this year. No other team has had more than nine. Uh, and so I think the defense has been very opportunistic while playing better than they were at the beginning of the year where they were statistically the worst defense in the league they're still pretty subpar while they do have some good players. Um, but Houston is, again, I just I, – I won't understand when the market's going to catch up on Houston, I don't think. I mean, they've had opportunities that they've left points on the board in good spots. Uh, their defense has finally, like, stayed – is, is now at this level with D'Amico Ryan's getting a system in place. Uh, they're 16th in EPA per play when you remove turnovers. They're 6th in success rate. They're second against in success rate against the run. And I think that's really where they're going to be able to hamper the Broncos. I, I don't think anybody's going to be able to stop CJ Stroud from passing the ball. They've proven that, that he is a top five passer in the league this year. So I don't care how good this, the secondary has been playing for the Broncos. There will be opportunities for him, especially at home. Um, and then I think the Broncos are going to have a really hard time moving the ball on offense with that really good rush defense of the Texans. That's what's been making them be able to move the chains, making Russell Wilson get some easier looks. So uh, I think it's been a lot of smoke and mirrors for the last five games to the Broncos. I'm going to be very neutral and bipartisan in this one, even though I'm kind of a closet Texans fan this year, and take the Texans minus three and a half. Well, I I personally understand why you would do such a thing. C.J. Stroud is that dude, right? Yeah. I think, I mean, come on. If we look at it statistically, he's got to be a top five quarterback, if not top three, something along those lines. The Texans look good. I know, you know, obviously CJ was brought in because they weren't a great team, but the way that they played this year, they do look good. Um, and I can hear Dan screaming at me right now. He gave me his picks. Uh, we'll test my reading uh, skills right now. But I'm going to jump ahead. He gave me his five through one, but I don't care because you guys have a head-to-head. Oh, he's taking the Broncos? Ride. Let's ride. Broncos plus three and a half at Houston. December spelled D-E-N-V-E-R. Texans turnover stopped last week, but you can see the drives have stalled and CJ has slowed down. Dan says full steam ahead with Peyton and the boys. That's the only note he gave me. I think he's a madman. I get it. They're on a win streak. I fully understand who's home for this game. Where are they playing? Houston. 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 Ah, Danny, boy, Danny, I don't know. But, hey, he's riding. He's riding this week. So, you already got a head-to-head. I, I jumped the line. I was going to go five. I said, no, there's no chance I'm doing that. We're getting right to it. What's this for him? Number two, three? This is number two. This is number two. Man, he realized. Buying at the top of the market, Dan. I don't know. We don't like to buy at the top of the market. Listening to those public uh, media outlets a little too much, maybe. Well, let's see. I feel I. <laughs> Did it not when I when again when I was a Matty Euro trip, I believe we ended up having a lot of head to heads when I was away. There's something different when we're not on the show together. So yeah. I, I'm oh. worried now that we're gonna have some some face offs coming up. Why well, as I'm looking at them here, you might have one or two others. Uh, I'm looking now. One of them I'm like, oh Dan. Dan just loves torture, but uh, go go ahead. Number four. Another I had to get that pick in too, because again, I the other the pick I left out was a dog. We'll get to it in the leads, but it was a dog. And I just, I've been betting five dogs a week and it's not working again. So now I'm hoping I'm not like, I, we're going to, if we have a big comeback week for the dogs, I'm going to be furious, but I got to start mixing a couple favorites here because there's no way I'm just going five for five from betting all, all one side. It's just not how it goes. But anyway, 
Number four. This is a, a, a good old reliable. This is I was not quite sure on this one when I'm looking at the game. And then I was just called back to basic principles when it comes to betting the AFC South and you get a home dog catching points. You're going to take it, especially when the head coach is Mike Vrabel. So I'm facing off with Gardner Minshew again. We're taking the Tennessee Titans plus one at home. Tampa Bay burned me last week trying to trying to take down Gardner. I also was a little mistaken going into his building in Indianapolis and trying to take him down. But these are two teams that we have facing off that have subpar quarterbacks, both uh, you know second or second starters of the year for their teams. They have really drastic home and road splits. Yeah, Indianapolis much better at home. Tennessee much better at home. So taking the home dog here, especially after. Indianapolis looks good at home last week. Great time to, to get off them. I think Tennessee's Tennessee's O-line has had some problems. Uh, if we're going to highlight, you know, where it could go wrong in this game. Uh, they've had some problems in pass protection, but they do have pretty good run blockers up front, and they've been pretty good at being able to do that. And the Colts have really struggled. This is a great note from, uh, from again, Chris Raymond of the Action Network. Uh, since Grover Stewart, the Colts D lineman, was suspended after week six for PEDs, uh, they have been much, much worse against the run. Prior to that, they were 16th in overall rush DVOA. Since his absence and suspension since week six, they have been 30th versus the run. They've also got a lot more injuries in their secondary um, that I think Will Levis is going to be able to take advantage of. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, we mentioned earlier at the top of the show, Jonathan Taylor is out now, takes a big hit for the Colts run game. And Tennessee, also number two in rush defense DVOA. They did allow a bunch of yards on the ground, 193 in their first meeting. Uh, Zach Moss ripped off a few that week. I think he had a 50-yard touchdown, and he had another couple long runs that they could stop right at the goal line and set him up. Um, and the Colts did win that game 23-16. But this is that's another reason I just like Tennessee here. This is a kind of a division that we like, that these rivals, they usually end up splitting one and one on the year. Uh, also in that first game, Jeffrey Simmons got hurt partway through their best run stopper probably led to a lot of those, those gashing holes that they were able to take advantage of. Uh, he's really the best overall D lineman. Uh, and as we mentioned also that this is just a Mike Rabel spot. And it's a spot that we love to take him in. Uh, <laughs> even though his percentage, I think stayed a little bit of a hit this year. We, we've been trying to not ride his trend as much, but I think this is right where you come back uh, as a home underdog uh, uh, or a favorite of under a field goal, Mike Rabel in his career, 15 and nine against a spread that is 63%. Give me the Titans at home plus one. I, I like it because it's at home, to be honest with you. I, I'm I'm nervous. And Jonathan Taylor is out. Zach Moss is obviously a suitable replacement. Uh, we'll see, though. We'll see. I, see I, I forgot to mention there's supposed to be tr- like really, really bad wind and potential rain in Tennessee. They're predicting really bad weather. So another reason why. Uh, one, Will Levis has such a strong arm. I think he could throw through yeah. the wind. I don't think it'd be much of a problem for him. I think it's really going to hamper Gardner Minshew. And then again, just having the better rushing attack out of the two sides that. for Tennessee is, is going to be, I think, a big advantage in that game. This is a Derrick Henry game. This, this is time. a Derrick Henry legacy game. Yeah. Tractor, just, tractor Cito season. We're getting to the cold weather. It's going to start just hitting right. guys so hard. They don't want to get it. They don't want to get hurt. <laughs> all right. Okay. You, you don't have a head to head on that one, but uh, all right. Uh, I figured we'd be in the clear. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't see Dan taking that one, but all right, for a little comedic relief on the show here, we're gonna get to Dan's number five pick. Oh boy. Uh, when he sent me his picks earlier, uh I couldn't help but laugh. Um 
like I said a little bit earlier, the man loves torture. He's uh, <laughs> smutting for misery. What's the what's the phrase? Whatever. You already know where he's going. You know what's happening here, Matt. You know. Take, is he taking? He's either taking the Pats or he's taking the Jets. Zappy time is here. Oh my God! Pats he won't quit. Five and a half versus the Chargers. I believe the Patriots are home, if I am correct. Um. His only note here is Pats have won seven straight versus Chargers, including with Cam and Mac. Uh, he did write at the bottom, I love torture. So that's where I got the inspiration <laughs> for saying that. Um, but the guy just, what? That's his pick. And you know what? Let me stop. Let me show some respect. Let me let me dial it back. That's his pick. It's his team. I understand how he feels. He's not, you know, he's not used to this, right? He's not used to having to go against his team every week like I do. And he he's trying to hold on to that hope, that glimmer of hope when he picked them to have 10 wins this season. He really is. is it, we're going with Bailey Zappi. That's what we're doing here. Plus five and a half. I guess it's five and a half is a lot, but that team stinks. What did uh what did he say? <laughs> what did Pepper say? We ass? Yeah, we were you're lucky we we're ass. So uh, <laughs> I think this there's definitely a um Staley revenge factor in this as well. This is a mm-hmm. If if either coach loses this game, could they they could both get fired? You know what I mean? Like they're again, I don't think Belichick's getting fired midseason. But no, I don't either. If Staley loses this game, I think this is definitely the last straw. I think if they lose this very bad Patriots you team, can't, he's you out can't, of town. So this could be a Beth and Air to pick for you. No, you can't you cannot lose to this team after the Patriots just lost to Tommy Cutlets, Tommy Two Tone Sunday sauce. It's just you can't. You cannot do it. Uh, if you do, yeah, Staley's probably going. Yeah, a little, little of this. I'd yeah. so, I'd so. so. Hey, hey, still not. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so, uh, that's his number five. He's probably plugging his nose. He's going to be sick on Sunday when the Pats lose another one. Sorry, Dan. All right, let's get to number three here uh, for me on the week. Now we're getting into more. I'm a little more comfortable with my picks here. This one, I think I like. This one it was one of those ones I just kept getting into the numbers. Oh my God! We we had four hundred yards of offense. We're the best <laughs> offense on the freaking planet. Pittsburgh Steelers now five and a half point home dogs. Are you kidding me? Give me Arizona. I'm getting back on the track with Arizona. They did me wrong last week, but that was just the McVay spot last week. Dan knows it too. McVay owns the Cardinals. It always has been. Always will be. I, I it's not just Kingsbury. It's not just the prom king. The Steelers offense still stinks. The Steelers offense again got a chance to to beat up on the Bengals defense who they're very bad. Like I know the Cardinals aren't great. So I'm not even going to try and make this stand here that the Cardinals are going to do anything to prevent this from happening. Pickett can do it himself. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in EPA per play. He's been extremely inaccurate from a clean pocket this season. He is 30th out of 38 quarterbacks in QBR. So no pressure required, nothing for the defense to have to do. Kenny Pickett just can't complete the passes. Uh, not to mention last week, again, they get Cincy. Not only is the defense bad, they got, yes, Pittsburgh got 400 yards of offense. Cincinnati only had 222 yards of total offense. So they outgained them by about 200 yards and they only beat them 16 to 10. I mean, Pittsburgh, it's like, yeah, they got four yards. They still only got 16 points. I mean, it, it doesn't look good. I think Kyler is going to be fine being able to run around. Our favorite little guy running around, getting out of the pocket, getting away from J.J. Watt and Highsmith. 
He's going to be able to get out of there. And again, this is TJ Watt. TJ Watt. TJ Watt. Did I say JJ? Yeah. I'm like, I just saw him on the McAfee show. I was just saying, I was was watching back. Yeah, I think JJ Watt. Um, He's going to be able to get away from the pass rush of the Steelers, which is really what keeps their defense going. Uh, Also, Kyler scrambled for a touchdown, like on the first score last week, and then didn't really scramble the rest of the game. So I think he's going to get more comfortable moving around, you know, running around. And then like, this is a Tomlin spot for a reason that we want to fade him. Tomlin of a favorite of more than a field goal off of a win is 28, 47 and one, only 37%. Couple other crazy Steelers stats. The Steelers are now 10 and one in their last 11, one score games. They are 12 and two over the last 14, one score games. So again, I know it's, we, we kind of get stuck in these, like we did the Vikings last year and the giants and, like it's got to turn around at some point, and I might be stepping in it again, but I really think this is the time to fade the, the Steelers. Kyler also great as a road dog, road underdog. Kyler's 14 and four on his career. And teams like the Steelers, who have uh averaged fewer than 17 points per game, aren't big favorites very often. Only four times in the last five years, a team that averages 17 points per game or less has been a favorite of five or more in December. Those teams are 0 and 4. So those teams have never covered when they're really bad offenses and they're laying five and a half points. I'm not confident that Arizona is going to do anything on defense to stop Pittsburgh. I'm hoping that Kenny could do it himself. Maybe get a little turnover action here. Give me the Cardinals plus five and a half. Not to mention, and another one, the tickets on this game, DraftKings 83% of the bets on Pittsburgh this week. 83% as a five and a half home dog. Perfect chance to take Pittsburgh here. And Matt, uh, we're not reeling after going one and four last week, are we? No, we're just we're just going back and betting on like the worst defense in the NFL. What do you mean? Oh yeah, no, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. That's all. Five and is coming this week. All right. Well, let's just keep rolling on. I got Dan's number four pick. Matt, I don't know how you're gonna feel about this one. Dan's going to Monday night in Jacksonville, Ooh. but he's taking the Bengals plus eight and a half. In Jacksonville, Dan's got a full week of just hold your hold your nose, just plug your nose. Yeah, hope for the best. Uh, his notes here are: Jags were lucky to escape Houston, and Cincy defense is still playing well. The Jags haven't played on Monday night in twelve years, so maybe uncharted territory. I they, man, they've been across the pond a couple times. I don't think it matters what night of the week it is. These guys are waking up at what's really like our you know eight eight. You know they're getting ready at five o'clock in the morning for games. So. Uh, yeah, jet lag. Yeah, and uh, right is Joe Burrow playing? Remind me. No, uh, no, he is not. Oh, is oh, Jake Browning? Yeah, who? Who's that? Exactly. Um, that's his pick. Bengals plus eight and a half at Jacksonville Monday night, the first Monday night game. It, it, really, in twelve years, you want to talk about a bet the narrative? <laughs> I mean, hold the phone now. We, we're not there yet, but you want to talk about a bet the narrative? We we got a little we I got I think now I got one written down but I got to think about it now. That could be Jags, Jags by a billion. <laughs> Twelve Jags years by a billion. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, we didn't even say to start the show. Big happy birthday to Matty Ice. I don't. We didn't do. Uh, yeah, see, I try, I try to dip and dodge that way. You know. Yeah, because he hit the big three zero like uh, Lemon Pepper Lou over here. All right. The last time the Jags played on Monday night, we were eighteen years old, brother. Okay, you understand? Man, oh man. Man, oh Score. man. Yeah. I was excited. I was excited to go buy cigars and scratchers. So <laughs> <laughs> like, you do that at fifty. You're like, yeah, this is not that fun. I, I was uh, just <laughs> collecting quarters to pay for gas in my pickup truck. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, but yeah, that's his number four. Um, 
Eight and a half is a lot, though, if we're going to be real. They only lost by six to Pittsburgh. You know, but yeah, I, I, again, but again, they were they only had 222 yards of offense that game. Like they and their defense is really bad. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. According I, to what I, Dan has here, he says since the defense is still playing well, so you know I, he can't defend himself. He's not here. I just have the notes to go off of. I just that's you know tough. That's, I would love. To, I would like to hear some more deeper thought on that one. He has been. He has just been a roller. He doesn't know what to do with the Bengals this year. Every step he's taken with the Bengals this year, from preseason Super Bowl making it to yeah. pronouncing them dead, and then when they weren't dead, when they're on their way back, now they're dead again. Number two pick for me. This one, I'm, I'm actually hoping. What do you got? What do you got? Come I'm on. hoping Dan's got a little mind melt for me on this one. Because Ooh. we talked about it. We got a, a new regime in Carolina. Out with the old, in with the new. Again, I'm trying to come up with the puns this week because Dan's not here. And I know that one was Dan Lou's cringing. Uh, it's okay. But we're taking Carolina plus five and a half going up against Tampa Bay here. So we, we kind of set the seat at the top. I mean, you know, everybody kind of cleared out except for the OC in Carolina. So he's taking back over play calling duties. But the interesting nugget that I got that's come out in this week since Reich got fired. Uh, some of the stuff that came down from the front office was that they wanted Frank Reich to incorporate more RPO and read option kind of style plays for Bryce Young to help him out because he has struggled so far this season. And he's very much used to that and make him comfortable. And he said, no, that does not fit my system. Probably had a big reason why you got canned and you're no longer the head coach here is because he's a very stubborn guy. And it's, if you know, you don't fit, uh, it's not, I work my system to you. You fit my system, make it happen. And it's not what works for Bryce Young. So I think that they have a serious advantage this week. As much as it's the same play caller, he now has open and free control to add things to the playbook that maybe Frank Reich was keeping out before. So I think that they have a chance to be running a very different look of an offense here. And against a defense in Tampa Bay, that Tampa Bay is definitely one of these teams that they did well early on in the season. And we've been blindfolded and kind of have this perception of them as like, you know, they're not great, but like they're plucky and good. They haven't been very good over the past couple of couple of weeks. They've lost five of their last six. Since week seven, Tampa Bay is 29th in EPA per play on defense. So they are already bad. Like they've already been playing bad. And their defense is an absolute infirmary right now. Everybody on their defense has a lower body injury. Levante David, groin, Carlton Davis, ankle, Jamel Dean, ankle, uh, Mike Green, calf, Devin White, a foot. They've all got a lower body injury they're all probably going to be moving a little bit slower than they normally would be. So, uh, like I said, they've lost a bunch in a row, uh, or five of the last six. And Baker's also on the injury report, if we could get to that. Hmm. So we either have Baker, who's trying to play with a a bum ankle, probably, again, lose your mobility, or you get Kyle Trask, which I would love even more uh, if we can get Kyle Trask in this game. But even if it is Baker – as a favorite of five and a half, or I will look at, at, at let me see on the actual race. Showing five on DraftKings, if it's five and a half, the actual five, five and a half. Yeah, five and a half it is. Yeah. As a favorite in his career, uh, Baker is 13 and 24 against the spread. That is cool. 35%. Todd Bowles, as a favorite, as a head coach <laughs> of over a field goal, is six and 13 against the spread. as 32%. So I think this is a great chance to buy low on Carolina. As you said, they did the firing coach last thing last uh, last year, and they really rallied. They really played really well. 
there's a lot of chances to catch a team, uh, especially with a lot of young players, a lot of guys that are trying to, you know, build up for next year. I think they've got a little bit of a core here, but they've, they've got some young players, uh, especially Bryce Young. You've got to be thinking and be excited at a new opportunity to go out and try and only find, try and finally win some games. While I think Tampa Bay is just reeling. Uh, and I think there's a little bit of a public perception on them from the early parts of the year and the public perception would go along with DraftKings. Again, looking at the reporting on their bets, 90% of the bets are on Tampa Bay at DraftKings right now. Nobody's buying this Carolina team. I will buy low on them. Give me five and a half with the cats. Um, Real quick. So Baker's hurt. Um, The defense is banged up. Um, It feels like their only lone spot of like hope this year has been like Mike Evans actually still like a solidified number one receiver that probably should have got moved before the deadline. Rashad White is good. Um, Is this a, what do you guys say? I made a coaching, when Antonio Pierce took over for the Raiders, you guys call this a Jeff Saturday pick? Is this a Jeff Saturday pick? Is that what that is? Yeah, I don't know. They got, the, they got the special teams. I mean, it's not quite a Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday was really – and that, that wasn't as much the Antonio Pierce either. I mean, Jeff Saturday was a one-of-a-time, wasn't even on the coaching staff, was brought from outside of the building off the street because he was a good player for them for many years and was brought in. So, Oh, the man Jeff was – Saturday. get up in the morning with Mike Green. He was yeah, I, ESPN. yeah. I don't know if we're going to see anything like a Jeff Saturday pick again, but um, <laughs> I, I'm telling you. I, I sometimes like when these head coach, you know, the head coach, you get the interim guy. It all depends on how they come out, though. I mean, you can t- you can come out tell really quick if they're going to come out flat um, and, and not play up. But I think that there's a chance here with some young players that they're going to want to want to fight for some jobs to stay on this team next year and go forward. I like uh, it, and it's five and a half. I I, I like it, uh, although it's in Tampa Bay. But who cares? Like that seems like seems like it could be an ugly game of just you know very low scoring. Uh, the totals the total is thirty seven. So not a lot of points expected here. I do believe there's also bad weather in Florida coming up. So uh, another one where we're happy to take five and a half points on a low total game like that. You're telling me Chuba Hubbard's not going to score? Yeah, okay. Anyway, all right, let's move into uh, number three. Dan's number three pick here, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> we're going to the Capitol. The Washington Commanders plus nine and a half versus the high-powered offense of Miami. Just absolutely just a team full of speedsters and Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, who Jalen Waddle actually was banged at the beginning of the year. He seems to be getting he's still banged up a little bit, but they're using him more. Uh, but Dan's notes are these. Uh, we're banking on the defensive coordinator change to spark the Washington defense. Uh, we didn't say it at the top of the show, but Washington changed their defensive coordinator and the defensive backs coach. Gambling Riverboat, Ron Rivera. Should have just fired Ron Rivera. That's yeah, just, get, just clean house at that point. When you start picking and choosing, it's almost like, what's what are we doing here? Um, so he's hoping that the defensive coordinator change is actually going to spark the Washington defense. Fine, I guess. Maybe not against Miami, though. With Miami struggling the last few weeks on offense and losing Jalen Phillips on defense, we will take the commies, is what he says. Um, personally, nine and a half is a lot of points. Sam Howell does sling the rock. He really does. It, unfortunately, him and Josh Allen lead the league in passing yards, but I think they also lead the league in interceptions and turnovers. So I don't know how you would like to, you know, dissect that one but what i know about in washington it's going to be zero percent rain and five miles per hour okay so Tua's little noodle arm 
even though he really doesn't have a noodle arm, but for years we've been saying it, Tua is going to throw all over this team. I don't know what his passing yards over is. I would like to look at it myself. And whatever Tyreek's numbers are, that's also interesting, I will say. that. But that's just me. Dan's pick is Washington, plus nine and a half. Yeah. I, I will say this this was in my leans. It definitely it wasn't it wasn't the other one that I was close to picking in here. I really I got turned off. I believe Washington is if not the worst team in the league, at least bottom five in explosive plays allowed of, of in passes of 20 plus yards down the field. And it's kind of exactly what Miami likes to do and executes very well at doing on offense. So I, I don't know if the defense of Washington is a schematic thing or that they've lost and traded away most of their talent thing. They did. Um, they did. And I guess, and I guess we'll find out here because uh, they, they had some, they, their, their first round pick Emmanuel Forbes has been bad uh, as far as the corner that they have. They don't have a lot of guys. I don't know who's going to cover those receivers. Like you said, that one ended up getting phased up for me. He's on the pro side though. 60% of the bets on Miami, 85% of the money on Washington. It's kind of one of these spots. You're always going to take a nine and a half point home dog. It's a lot. In, it's a lot in the league, but it uh, didn't make the cut for me here. So I will move on to my number one play of the week. And I said, I'm sick of betting these dogs. I got to take a favorite here. And I'm taking a favorite in the biggest game of the weekend. Oh, no. Matt, don't do it. Don't Give you. me the San Francisco 49ers minus three against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have been getting by and getting by and getting by. And I like, there's a little bit of like, oh, you know, learn how to win tough games and this and that. But they are in the middle of the hardest stretch of games that any team will play this year. They've just beat the Cowboys, Chiefs, and Bills all in one score games. <clears throat> now they have got San Fran and the Cowboys coming up soon. Uh, did you have something to add there with that little? No, I, I just you know they they it's almost like if Marquez Valdez Scantling could catch the ball, uh, was it was that the game where Dak just so happened to step out of bounds? Ex exactly. And, I mean, know, their one loss is to my New York Jets. They went to overtime versus Washington. Go on. I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I mean, you're just backing me up here. I mean, so they're in the middle of their hardest stretch. Like I said, yeah, beat Cowboys by four, Chiefs by four, Bills by three. Big games coming up still against the Cowboys. And then you've got San Francisco, meanwhile, who got to play last Thursday night, beat up on the Seahawks. And this is the NFC Championship revenge spot. This is we had to play you guys for two and a half quarters without a quarterback, with a quarterback who couldn't throw the ball downfield, with our running back playing quarterback, with our fifth-string wide receiver filling in to play quarterback. I think Shanahan is so geared up for this game. I think he is so ready to try and come back and take this one seed from the Eagles, making this gap a little bit closer. Last week's game against Buffalo was an absolute slog for the Eagles. They went to overtime. Their defense was on the field for 95 plays last week. 95 plays. They have to be exhausted. Not to mention that their injury report is loaded. A.J. Brown is on their injury report with a thigh. Lane Johnson reports are that he might play, but he's still – he didn't play last week. Fletcher Cox got banged up. 
last week, Jordan Davis. Uh, they've got a bunch of injuries on there. Meanwhile, San Francisco, I think, is getting healthy at just the right time. Um, and where are the weaknesses in the Philadelphia defense? Right in the middle of the field. Right in the middle of the field. They got the worst slot receiver, uh, like reception yards allowed. Their linebackers are not good. They've got more linebacker injuries after last week. And it's exactly where 49ers love to attack is right down the middle of the field. George Kittle, I expect to have a big game. Debo Samuel crossing routes over the middle, just all those crossing routes and everything that they like to work over the middle of that field. McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. Philly has won four straight games that they were all trailing at halftime. They're seven and one in one possession games. I just, I, I think this is a smash spot for San Francisco. I really, really do. I think that they've plugged the holes. We talked about how their defense wasn't playing that great early this year, and we were a little concerned. They have plugged the holes in their defense. They've taken some guys out that were really bad there. Their own nickel corner, they benched him, got a new guy in there. They moved some of these guys from the inside to the outside. They've been really good since acquiring Chase Young, making them have to account for so many more things off of that defensive line. Now you've got Bosa, Young, Hargraves, uh, and Armstead all coming at you. I also think Tredavious Ward is a fantastic matchup for A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts hasn't been throwing the ball all that well at all, and he really is only throwing the ball to Smith and A.J. Brown, mostly Brown, who's been his favorite guy. Tredavious Ward, I think, is a fantastic matchup. of these. Uh, one of the few corners with the size that can keep up with, with Brown along with the speed. Um, and I don't know if this Philly offense has been all that okay. Again, they're getting by on these teams, usually because they have a, a, an advantage in the trenches. Everybody mentioned how the fellow other the other team across Pennsylvania – Pittsburgh hadn't passed 400 yards of offense. We already talked about that kind of early in the show. So, you know, a standard of what a good offense should do. Philly hasn't had 400 yards of offense in the last six games. They haven't done it since they beat the Jets. And Hertz hasn't had 200 yards passing, 200, in his last three games. Over their last three, the Bears, the Browns, and even the Patriots have averaged more passing yards than the Eagles over the last three games combined, I think and, and this is the, the average batter is going to go. Why is the ten and one team three point dog three point dogs at home? I don't understand. I think this is a spot that Vegas. This is a Vegas knows. This is exactly where San Fran was a pretty big dog to Dallas or a pretty big favorite to Dallas earlier in the year, and everybody was kind of like, I don't know what Dallas, and the, they ran him out of the building. I think this is a matchup nightmare for Philadelphia, offensively, defensively. It's unfortunately at three points now for San Francisco. It's been at two and a half, but give me the three. It doesn't matter. San Francisco. But but Matt, the the tush push, the brotherly the tush push. push. Their only losses to the Jets. I, they got one of the best defensive lines. That's the other thing. They got one of the best defensive lines in the league here. Yeah, yeah. Um I, I listen, I get it. Every reason I said before when I interrupted you, I I understand. I totally get it. I think they're probably the most fraudulent 10 and 1 team in his or at least as long as I can remember. I'm sure we could go back and dig up some stats and would actually figure out who would be the most fraudulent. Um I like San Fran. We said at the beginning of the year, I like San Fran to make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh that revenge spot. Brock Purdy got hurt. That's the only reason the Eagles actually beat him. Sorry to all the Eagles fans that are listening, Tyler. Uh, but really, I I get it. I, I would ride with you on that one. So, but either way, let me get the Dan's number one pick. Let's just get it out of the way here. Nothing special. I'm actually surprised he did this one. Very surprised. Uh, 
Dan's coming to the Meadowlands with the old New York Jets plus Ooh, one and man. a half versus it. Psych! You got a head-to-head, son. Fly, Eagles, fly! Dan <laughs> oh, says, no. I actually love the Niners to win, but three points for a guy that has lost one game at home in two years is too much. Dan's on the Eagles, plus three. If you're listening, you already know how I feel about this pick. I I don't know. I, I he, Dan's whole – when I, I'm telling you, I told you at the top of the show, when I saw this list, I said, plug your nose and dive in the deep end. Because this is a reeling spot, it feels like, for most of these picks. That's why I asked you before, when you took Arizona, are we reeling a little bit with the plus six? It was was it the one and four dance two and three like are we are we are we fishing now like are we out fishing? Uh, of course, Dan's going to take Philly. What do you want? That's his new team. He's he's done. Exactly. He's done with the Patriots. Forget it. It's over. Yes, it's done. All right. This is his new team. Michelle, love you. Right. His wife, their whole family, Eagles fans. He. It's over, man. It's over. He he's going to South Philly. He he's always sunny. It's always sunny down there. All right, not up in the uh, up in Gillette now. So, I don't know how that makes you feel. I'm so sorry to have to do that to you. I when I saw this and then you said San Fran, I was like, I gotta throw him through a loop a little bit. Let me throw the Jets in here somehow. Let me let me throw the Jets in. But that's it. Well, I really thought I honestly the Jets. I thought were kind of. I thought it was. Yeah, that's like a, that's a very. Pros Joe's kind of game in an ugly home dog spot. You've got Tim Boyle versus Desmond Ritter. I mean, that is just god awful. Uh, I cannot. So we have two head to heads. Yes, you do. No mind melts. We could not be, could not be more out of sync here. Uh, well, again, hey, he picked against my favorite team, and I picked against his favorite team. It really is. It really is. You That's know. True. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it all it all really makes sense, I guess. At the end of all the day, all you had to do was take the Chargers. That was it. That's uh, I bet yeah. that's what means. Yeah, and that's uh, again, they are on the no bet list right now. It's pretty much, oh. uh, it's pretty much actually both of those teams in that game are the no bet list. I don't bet on either of them. So, <laughs> man, oh man. All right, rolling well, with specials, or you want to do leans first? What you want to do leans? Yeah, I, I guess you, let's do leans really quickly. Said so I do have, I did have Washington in there. I thought about squeaking them in, and then the other one I really fought against with Houston was Green Bay plus six against Kansas City just because I just that's another one it feels like too many points for a team in Kansas City that just like can't really put they put the they put the Raiders away last week but they always put the Raiders away like that's like a divisional game where they just go and they get to beat up on them and feel good about it but the, the offense and the drop passes they've just not been that crisp I think that the Packers also the young offense is playing better so I was really close on that one but I couldn't quite get there uh went with Houston pick which went picked against my own team instead. But uh did Dan have any leans that he gave me? He does. He's got uh he likes Tampa Bay. So you guys oh, are totally, you guys we are different way off. Way off. And uh he likes Cleveland against the Rams. This I I hope that he knows again, he's had a busy week. He Joe Flacco. Flacco. Joe Flacco might be starting that game. Shane Falco is <laughs> so I, oh. I Listen, I Joe Flacco, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. All right, he was on the Jets before, but old diaper butt is not going to go in there and beat the Rams after the game they had last week. And call me crazy, the Rams should slaughter the Browns, absolutely destroy them. 
And I feel like now I'm picking on Dan, actually. Now, yeah. <laughs> I out loud. I'm sorry. You're supposed, to be his, you're supposed to be his representative this week. You're I supposed am. to be on his side. He's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, it's no different than any other show that you listen to our picks. So, um, Let's get to the specials. I will lead you in. Dan had some chance. I hope to do some meteorology. Look at the weather patterns. Look at the high pressures and low pressures coming through. Where's the bad weather coming in this week, Lewis? Uh, so what he says is we trade the rain in other places for the wind in Nashville. Mm. 62 degrees with a slight chance of showers. I wanted to say meatballs so bad, but mostly cloudy and 10 to 15 mile per hour winds. Four of the last five have gone under the number between these two. Indiana at Tennessee under 42 and a half. Well, I, I like that for my Tennessee pick. I love a nice dirty slog style game from Mike Vrabel to come through. Um, all right, Lou, we've got to hit one of these. And, and I just, I You got it. You don't I got to hit one of these with match money line parts. Like you don't have a choice, about. actually. No. We've got to make magic. And it does, there is some right pickings for some upset. There are some good dogs this week. Like we, you know, last week we were really stuck with you. Either got to take a really, really big one uh, or, or, or something that's just really not going to give you enough juice. But mm-hmm. I, I, I like Carolina to go down to Tampa Bay and get an outright win. That, that doesn't feel too far fetched. It's a divisional game, new head coach, big time moment. Bucks are bad. So I think that they're in. I think they're locked in. Oh, I know where you're going for the other one. I'm going, I got to, again, I, I got to start workshopping these because I'm not, clearly don't have this year. Green Bay seems tough against Kansas City. I don't <laughs> know, but, but, but Green Bay has everything to win. Like they, they are now in the, in the playoff run as well. Like that was a big win against them, the Lions last week. Hmm. And Kansas City has Buffalo next week. So this feels like it could be a slight sleepy spot for Kansas City. Like I like them plus six. I don't know if I like them outright. The other pick would probably be the Cardinals, but I don't know if the Cardinals. I knew it, that, go, that was the one. Yeah. <laughs> do the Do the Cardinals go into Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh? I do. I think they got it in them. I. You know what? And man? it would. I might just put all three together. Is Taylor I mean, Swift going to be there? Is 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 Mrs. Kelsey going to be there? Is Taylor Swift going to be there? I don't know. Mm. I, it doesn't seem like she'd want to be in Lambo. That doesn't feel like they've got like a nice enough like skybox for her to be in that they could beat Cameron. That's true. That's true. So I'm going to stick. I, I think I like that. We're going to go with the Cardinals and the Panthers because it's it's certainly a big one. And actually, this is this is the prayer. Get us out of the hole. Gamble responsibly. But this is the Sunday night prayer. How much? Because it's plus, it's plus 740. It gets us right above. It gets us back flush even. And we got the home stretch of this season to hit, hit positive. Real quick, real quick. Add Green Bay. What do you get? Add Green Bay, add all three. Yeah, just, just for just for laughs, ha-has. That's just all. for being nuts. Uh, you're getting plus 2,400. Well, plus 2,464. So maybe for some fun, you throw a sprinkle on that as well. But the official pick will be Arizona plus 195 and the Panthers plus 185, giving you plus 740 on that parlay. Going get to get our head above water. Gonna get our head above the water. Meanwhile, this man across from me, I sit on the Zoom call with, he's finding his way. He telepathically told us to pick the Ravens last week when we were doing the I show, did. even though I he wasn't did. on. He I transmitted did. it through the airwaves. Yep. He I has did. a pick for us now in the bet the narrative as he looks into his crystal ball. 
Well, Matt, 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 where do I begin on this illustrious journey we call Beth the Narrative? Call me Jeff Saturday. Because we're riding with the Carolina Kitty Cats. Plus five and a half. New coach, new team. Bryce Young's going to have at least two touchdowns. He's going to light them up. Tampa Bay, as you said, they're banged up. Who's Baker playing? Who knows? And who cares? Kitty cats go down, fire the cannons, roar the kitties. Carolina Panthers, plus five and a half. I like it. You know, I really, I, I like the, I think once we're you in made a good pick, spot. Once you made the pick, I was like, ah, here we, we got, go. We got, we got the Carolina coaching against a bad defense. We got Arizona. Again, it, it, Tomlin's going to be sleeping in Arizona. They're coming out. Pittsburgh getting lucky as all hell. And it's talk to town, get 400 yards of offense. I think we're in a good spot this week. I think we're going to do fantastic this week. Unfortunately, me and Dan both can't go five and zero. Yep, I'm certainly trying to go five and zero. Trying my hardest to go five and zero. You will, as Dan's representative, even though I should be backing him. You, yes, you will. You got to believe. You just got to believe. We're going five and zero with these five picks. I'll give my rundown first. You can give Dan's after that. I am taking Houston going against my own my own brethren in the Broncos. Houston minus three and a half. Uh, Tennessee in a home divisional game, plus one against Indianapolis. Arizona going in to beat the fraudulent Pittsburgh Steelers, plus five and a half. Carolina plus five and a half as well against Tampa Bay Buccaneers down in Tampa. And in the game of the week, this is the game of the week. One of the best games we've had all year. For sure. San Francisco minus three against Philly. The Magic Moneyline parlay as we just very much highlighted that it's going to hit this week and get our head above the water. Arizona, Carolina plus 740. What are Dan's picks? Dan's pick, Dan's number five is his stinky Patriots. Sorry, Dan, but you're not here to defend yourself. Uh, Patriots plus five and a half versus the Chargers. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Number four is Cincinnati plus eight and a half at Jacksonville. First time they played Monday night in 12 years. Good luck. No Joe B. Uh, Number three is Washington plus nine and a half versus Miami. Interesting. Number two is Denver plus three and a half. He's riding with your boys. Right on. And then number one, the head-to-head is Philly plus three, fly, Eagles fly. The under the weather, Indy at Tennessee, under 42 and a half. And the bet the narrative by me is the Kitty Cats, Carolina Panthers, plus five and a half. Have a day. Meow. Cats are back. Cats are back <laughs> in a big way this week. Oka, get over here. <laughs> yeah. We love we love the cats this week. Yeah, get, get, get a little kind of street. Um that's it and that's all. I'm gonna do my best Dan impression here so I can get this. Uh that's that that's it and that's all for this week. 13 episode of the Sunday card. Thank you always for listening. You can get our show always on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to us on sportscountryradio.net. Uh thank you again for listening to this episode of the Sunday card. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season, at The Sunday Card. And remember... If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.